Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Unredacted Podcast, Kurt Schlichter's Town Hall VIP Podcast that says FCC compliance kiss my Ted Lou, who's my congressman, so it's a thing. I'm here with my pal Drew Maddock again! I keep mispronouncing your name. I keep going Maddock. Yeah, it would be Maddock. It's Maddock. Yeah. But Maddock sounds more like a 70s action hero. Dramatic, did it, did it, day. You know, automatic, auto, automatic. Oh my God! Yeah, that would be amazing. Starring Rob well, Liebman my first, my first, and Angie Dickinson. Auto, my first name is Auto. O T T O. O T T. That would be awesome. Not yeah. not a lot of people know that. That's right. You know. Wow, where are we at? Well, we're at my place. We have just finished dinner, and we've just listened to a whole bunch of. Blue Oyster Cult songs. And we are 10 feet apart and wearing masks. Yeah, the hell we are. <laughs> okay, and I am pouring some uh, 2017 Bodyguard. It is a Dow wine. Uh, we're going to be talking wine. We're going to be talking steak. We're going to be talking Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, and bread. My my beautiful wife made uh, bread tonight in the new bread machine that the children got her for Mom's Day. Sourdough and French. Sourdough and French. The... Uh, uh, the sourdough, uh, I'll tell you more about it, but it involves juices. So, you know, much like a, uh, a bulwark staffer when the pool boy comes over, but different juices. Different, very, very right. different juices. Right. And a lot less shame closetedness. So, there's, there's less of that. There's going to be no onanism here. No onanism. Can you pass the bodyguard, please? I'm gonna, oh, here it is. As you know, because Drew has joined me before, whenever Drew comes over to my house, we always do the show together. Because Drew is one of us. He is a guy with a wide and varied range of interests, including food, wine. And Hollywood. And Hollywood. And um, it's always fun to get his perspective on stuff, because it's not one we hear a lot. And uh, I am going to talk a lot about wine tonight, because I like wine, and this is kind of my podcast. And I think one of the reasons you guys want to get on Town Hall VIP is because you see these guys, you know, you know I write the columns and code, stuff. Code Kurt. K-U-R-T. Code Kurt. They're already, they've already done the promo code. Okay, okay. But, I mean, you guys are like, well, it's kind of fun hanging with these guys. I want to hang with them more. And, you know, I want these experiences. This is what we do... What, what you hear on this and like when I'm with Larry and Chris uh, Thursday afternoons, this is like literally how we are normally. And it's I, I, I just think it's the greatest thing in the world that you guys get to join us. And if you don't like it, the hell with you, you communist bastards. Uh, but you're not communist bastards. You're all in. So we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Uh, tonight it is July 3rd. We're doing it a little early. We... Uh, you know, July 4th tomorrow. You'll hear this on Monday the 6th, one day before my book drops. And it is a book called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. You should order it because I'll tell you flat out, my goal is to get on the New York Times bestseller list. I will be reading it this weekend. I get yeah, Drew has a signed copy of it because he's a close personal friend. And uh, he's got photos of me that I don't want getting out. From 2015 in... France, in France, and Italy, and Sardinia. It's, it's 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 unpleasant. It's not the kind of photos that they've got of John Roberts. No, 
It's not. I'm not. It's, it's not that bad. I'm not sweating it out. The Jasleen, what Jasleen? Maxwell. Jasleen Maxwell. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I, I, yeah, I don't. Gisleen Maxwell. That yeah. she got bust. I'm not sweating it out. Maybe John Roberts is going up. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm just putting it he's, out there. He's sweating something out. Somebody, somebody's sweating. Man, that's that's some creepy shit. Yeah. You're kind of around the Hollywood thing, but you know, I, I spent. You know, we've known each other for years. We've been friends for years. And if if you had been around super creepiness, I would have heard it because those are great stories. But the kind of people you hang out with are, are, are like normal people. Totally normal people. I some, mean, they just... Some think like us, some don't think like us, but all get along. Yeah, but they're not like freaky perverts who steal children and bring them back to Moloch-related ceremonies. Not, on during, not during the day. Not, not that you know of. Yeah. They're not like, I got a hobby. It's sacrificing babies to ball. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got a thing. Some people like keto. I like sacrificing babies. You know? It, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I got ball in me. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to get my references down because uh, I'm doing. A, I'm doing Dennis Miller on Monday. That's right. I got to be at top of my game. You, I got to be sharp. You've got to. You've got to outdo Terry Jacks. I got to do the the Terry Jacks. That's right. Wow. That. Uh, God, I love Dennis Miller so much. I think he's he's just the funniest guy. He's still the best. He's so good. Good Lord. You look at the... He, you know what I do? I torture myself. I, I When I walk, I listen to him on twice speed. I listen to him on twice well, speed. Yeah. So he's twice, twice as fast. He's and twice he's already... I mean, the guy's already like freaking lightning. Yeah. It's like E equals Dennis Miller squared <laughs> is, you know, Einstein's thing. And then to double that. Well... You, you both seem to bring each other up a notch. Well, so I, I can't wait to hear that. You said on Monday? Monday. 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 We're doing a thing. Uh, he's he, most and, gracious and, guy, and, too. And Just, what will you be cool. talking about? Whatever the hell he wants to talk what about. What exactly will you be well, talking about? Well, probably my book, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. God, I'm pimping that out like freaking dolomite. You've been burning up the periscope. I have been burning up the periscope. I have been, I, I'm the huggy bear of pimping. I got my trick bag of Don't bitches. Don't go to bed and... with no price on your head. Exactly. <laughs> that's Beretta. Yeah. That's 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 not Starsky and Hutch. No. Yeah. I don't remember Starsky and yeah. Hutch's theme. I, but I remember when it came out, yeah. and I was like, "This is pretty badass. These are the kind of caps I want to be." Look at that suede jacket. <laughs> and of course, David Soul had a forty-five. Yeah. Which I I'm a fan of because, as you know, I'm a big fan of the 40. Don't do the crime if, if you can't. That's, do the that's time. Beretta. I know. And in fact, Robert Blake did get away with yes, allegedly murder. Allegedly. Which you know, what happened to him? Is he dead? I, no, he's not dead. He's not dead. I think COVID nineteen is the best thing that's ever happened to him. <laughs> I got a cough. Yeah. I got a cough. Hmm. Don't throw the crime if you can't do the time. Sammy by Cracky. Davis, Sammy Davis Jr., by the way. That's who that was. Are you that's kidding me? This, that's who did that's who sang the you song. You know, I was like, I was thinking about it. Keep your heart on the sparrow. And I was thinking, that sounds like a guy with one eye. Yeah. Like uh Sandy Duncan. That's right. The other one. You would think you would think you know what wouldn't it be cool if they got together? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Sammy Duncan and Sammy Davis Jr. together. Did the duets album produced by... The album's called Binocular. Rick, by Rick Rubin. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Timmy Ohio Vines, Hamlin. I was about to say Dave Rubin, but that doesn't quite. <laughs> about work. Dave, well, he's yeah. a famous producer. He's done yeah. a lot of rap work. Yeah. He, he worked with a uh, young MC, mm. young MC, and Johnny Cash, and Johnny Cash, by the way. Yeah. And I, oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with yeah. that. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm stopped. I got ten minutes on Mini Pearl, but I'm not going down that road. He and, he and Johnny Cash, he and Johnny Cash did some of the best albums of the of the '90s and 2000s. We, Arena and I, uh, went to Nashville. For my ex-girlfriend's wedding. And there's a lot to unpack there. It's my girlfriend during college. She's a liberal. And uh, a, a beautiful girl. I mean, she she was in her, you know, she's like 50 when we went back there. It was the deplorable day. It was Remember that, that day. day. That weekend. And it was uh, me and a college buddy went back. And, you know, she had invited us to her wedding. And I don't think she thought we were coming. And she's like, holy shit. It's the ghost of parties past. Yeah. It's the UC San Diego idiots. So we show up and, you know, she she's still gorgeous, but she she's very liberal and she's doing her thing. She's got her husband. And we we went around in Nashville, which I loved. I love Nashville. Arena I, loved it. I need to hear more about this because I, I haven't been. I was supposed to, I was going to go oh to the God. I was going to go to the NRA show this year. Oh, and, and they didn't have one. And they didn't have one. Uh, I loved it. Um, I would be in bars. Cam Edwards, why didn't they have Cam Edwards, well, you know, Cam, or Jebediah, as we call him. Yeah. I mean, with that fucking beard. Yeah. yeah. If I need a barn raised, I'm calling my pal Cam. Yeah. You know, and why does he keep calling me English? I don't get it. I, but uh, we, we go to Nashville, right? And I, I don't know anything about that. Look, I'm a Californian. And I, I spent a lot of time in the South in the Army. And I was always the Californian. I went to a party in Birmingham while I was stationed at Fort McClellan. McClellan was a union general. Don't get your fucking panties oh, in Oh, we've bunch. got to change that one. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe. Hey, hey, didn't protest slavery enough or some shit. Uh, I went to Birmingham. Where, where is it? Alabama? Yeah, it's in Alabama. It's uh, uh, Anniston. And uh, I went to a party in uh, Birmingham at uh, University of fucking Alabama or some shit. And I'm sitting there dancing like a Southern California. All these Southerners sitting there what the fuck's wrong with you, boy? And I'm like, I'm going to bang your girlfriend. Because I'm a California, I'm a fucking, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm freaking something they've never experienced. It's all I know. It, that didn't work out the way I wanted. Yeah. But that was my plan. It was a poor plan. Uh, but in any case, uh, so we, I was kind of, you know, I'm a fish out of water in a world I never made. And I'm walking around uh, Nashville and we're in, every place has music. Every place has live music. You go in fucking public toilets, have a guy in there with a guitar going, uh, this is a little song about my truck and my dog. And, you know, I'm just gonna, look, I just like to pee. Well, I got a song about pee and would you stop? And people are nice, which is I'm not in California. People are not mean, but they don't care. Well, they don't care or they agree with Gavin Newsom. Oh, fucking communist. But I, I, there were a bunch of big frat guy types. And I'm like getting beers and I actually bump into him. I think I put some, got some beer on him and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to uh, throw down. I'm going to get my ass kicked, but I'm going to get a good swing in before. And they're like, oh, sorry, I got in your way, sir. Have a nice night. Let me, let me help you take that to your table. And I'm like, first of all, I appreciate you being nice. I'm not that fucking old. No, everybody's nice and cool. Yeah. I loved it. And we went to the Johnny Cash Museum. I'm, I'm it was fantastic. I'm looking for the places I want to live after California. Uh, and, Roger Simon lives in Nashville. And, and, and Robbie Starbuck. And Nashville, 
and Nashville is one of the places on the short list. It is on I my list visit. too. Uh, Florida too. I like the humidity. It's flat and humid, and I just don't want to go there. Uh, although I love, uh, you know, the no income tax is really appealing, but I just, I don't know. Well, we, we got to figure it out because we got to be within driving distance. Yeah. We'll figure it, we'll figure I don't it know. out. I mean, we'll I, I mean your, your last frontier of freedom in the first book was St. George. <laughs> yes. St. George, Utah. So I think I think St. George is on the list. St. George is on. Look, I would love to live in Utah. The first book is called? People's Republic. Available on Amazon. Okay, and uh, it's it's a fantastic book. It's a great place to start. I really enjoy that book. I boy, I have so much fun writing this. Yeah, uh, and I'm writing the fifth one, uh, Crisis, which is about pretty much what's happening. I mean, I, I'm like, I, I swear, this is absolutely true. I'm trying to write Crisis, and shit's overcoming what I'm writing. I'm like, I, I, holy crap! Well, shit, shit's giving you material. Yes. For Crisis. Yes. I mean, by November, you will have a book. The thing is, I got to figure out who's going to win the election. I think Trump's going to. I think. Trump has to do a few things, but I, agree. I, I think that's in the cards for him to do. I, I, I think his, I, look, I think it's his to lose. That's a sports analogy, so I'm not it, good at it. It's just one of those things where if, if Trump loses to Biden, it, he absolutely deserved it. I think, uh, I think you are correct on that. I, I think you are absolutely right. Yeah. If he loses, it's his own damn fault. Let's talk about wine a little. We had uh, earlier tonight, we had, uh, t tell us about this wine. You um, brought it. We started with a California Riesling from a small winery called Bedrock. Bedrock Wine Co. W-I-N-E-C-O dot com. Uh -huh. Get on their mailing list. Uh, th they're fantastic. They're affordable. And they make some really great kind of oddball wines, and we drank a California Riesling. Yeah, to there's start. not a lot of California Rieslings. No, there aren't. And he makes. And, one they, of them. and and California Rieslings have a distinct thing. Yes. Well, I mean, Rieslings have a distinct thing. If you taste a Riesling, you'll you'll taste kind of a an odd undertone of rubber band, or motor oil. And or and people are like, that sounds gasoline. terrible, but it's not. It's not terrible. It's it's not terrible. It's a. It, they're 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 terrific. Rieslings is Riesling is one of my favorite white grapes, and it's a good place to start. The best Riesling I know. This is a very good Riesling. Best Riesling I had was in Austria, and it was uh, it was very appley. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of apple going on. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know Austria made wine. Was it sweet was or dry? Sweet. Was it? Hey, honey, was it sweet or dry in Austria? The Riesling. Dry. Probably pretty dry. Probably yeah, dry. She okay. said dry. Okay. Arena yeah. likes dry. Arena likes sweet. And and she is correct as usual. Dry is is, is, is it was bad. it was really good. And this yeah. one tonight was really good. And then we moved on. We moved on to a Cabernet from 2010 from a winery in Napa called Larkmead, which is kind of an old school place. Uh, the winemaker's Dan Petrosky, and he's amazing. And they they do an incredible. And you know the winemaker. I do, and we're gonna go visit him. I, I can't wait. When we gotta do a conservative when, wine tour. When, if you're when, interested, you know my email. When when uh, when Gavin uh, lets the wineries open again. Oh wait a minute, he kept his winery open. Yeah. <laughs> How convenient. Yeah. That's super convenient. So you can Fucking go up there facts. now, thanks to your thanks to the California governor. We could go. Yeah. That would be nice. Uh, the Lark Mead. Now, I made 
new for for me and Drew. Now I made I made different steaks for other people because Arena likes one and my kid likes another and the other kid doesn't eat meat. There was a ribeye in there. There was a fillet in there, and there were a couple of New Yorks. For we us. had two. Uh, Drew and I did uh, prime New Yorks. I got Costco. Yeah. And Costco's got incredibly good meat. Costco's got incredibly good meat. And uh, what I did is uh, they were frozen when I decided, oh, my gosh, let's do this thing called Drew Up. Come on over. He says, fine. I immediately went and figured out how I was going to sous vide them. S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E. What is sous vide? Sous vide is essentially hot water bath. And I have a little thing that will set the, a specific temperature and it will cook the meat. Sous vide, not to be confused. Confused with voir dire. Not not with voir dire. Yeah. I'm not I'm not interrogating the jury. Okay. I'm interrogating the meat. Okay. And what it does it'll bring it up to 130, which is a perfect medium rare. Now uh, I didn't season it before, which sometimes I do. I just put it in the uh, I put I sealed it in the bag, mm -hmm. put it in, and uh, uh, let all three cook, frozen. But I get about three and a half hours. They you don't want to go too long. Get soft. They came out into this like tender, mushy, flavorful. Yeah, no, I mean, they came out tender. I, I think one of them was mushy, not ours. Okay. I think John's was mushy okay. as ribeye. I, I meant mushy in a good way. Yeah, but but tender. Yeah, but it, it cooks to that temperature. Like it's melt in your mouth. Yeah, cut it with a fork. Exactly, yeah. it cooks to 130 degrees, yeah. which is medium rare, and it doesn't cook anymore. And it sits there. And if you leave it too long, it'll break down the proteins. But you can leave it for a while. Mm -hmm. You leave five, six hours. Uh, I, I cook uh, ribs in there 48 hours. Wow. Although my favorite is to cook them only 24. I like them a little firmer. I haven't done ribs. You're going to have to run me through that. Oh, it's easy. Yeah. Oh, it's super easy. You, you put them in a bag. You stick them in for uh, at 155 for 24, 48 hours. Uh, but, uh, so I cook them in there. You bring them out. And I hadn't seasoned them because they were frozen when mm -hmm. I got them. And I uh, dried them off so that they take a sear. And I put on uh, Lowry's seasoned salt, uh, okay. pepper, and Tony Chetteri's. Oh, we're joined by the beautiful arena. Hi, honey. Hi. Hi. Well, we're talking about the steaks. And uh, what Can I, I did... Can I get you a chair? Um, I'll get one. Okay. okay. I took a... Uh, I've got a, uh, a skillet that I, a uh, cast iron skillet that I use a lot. And I cooked it, I mean, I got it as hot as it could be. I threw in a bunch of butter and a bunch of avocado oil because that's our smoke uh, smoke temperature. Yep. And a smoke point. And uh, I started searing them on the back. I seared them on the fat. So that would render a little. Mm -hmm. And then I kept searing the, uh, I would sear the sides. Then I seared the faces. And I seared them hard. So I got kind of the, because um, what you get if you if you cook stuff on a grill, you get like a little gray zone. And I did get a gray zone on these, yeah. but I think it worked out. But that's okay, because the, the inside was the perfect The color. inside was perfect pink. Perfect. And it, what what made it even better is there were lot, lot, lots of juice left. And I poured that over the meat. And, and then, what was left you poured over the bread. And then I poured over the bread, which Irina made in her bread maker. It was a sourdough. So you put a little butter, and then you've got this meat juice on it, and that was freaking amazing. Yeah, that was so good. And we had a little salad and a little asparagus so, risotto. Yeah. That was Trader Joe's stuff. I don't want to pretend I made it. So I thought it was a pretty good dinner. Trader Joe's started it, but you, you know, you guys made it. Well, 
Wait, let me talk about that. So now we finished the LARP meet. We're on a we are on, bodyguard. We are on something called 2017 Bodyguard, which is from Dow Vineyards, D-A-O-U. That's D-A-O-U Vineyards, V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D-S dot com. And before before uh, Kurt brought this out, I'm I'm in their wine club and they haven't offered me this before. I had, I, I went and uh, uh, searched it out because I was looking for some Dow Rosé, which yeah. we had earlier, with Irina's uh, tomatoes and mozzarella and basil. And if you've seen those tomatoes on Facebook, you know that's the like... The penis tomato. Yeah. That's One like, of the tomatoes looks like it had That's a like tomato porn. It's tomato porn. It's yeah. uh, it's the hairy reams of tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Or... So. or uh, what Ron, we need Ron is Jeremy like, right now. So we, well, what we need is the Linda Lovelace of mozzarella. Yeah. Vulgar. Yeah, it's a very vulgar tomato. Um, so Ron Jeremy heirloom. Ron Jeremy heirloom. Yeah, yeah, the hedgehog. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Dirk Diggler. Yeah. It's the Dirk Diggler variety. Yeah. Really, just you can only find those at Vons. Yeah. Yeah. Found it. You found it, Vons? Yeah. You found penis tomato at Vons? Yeah. I thought they were from your garden. I thought it was your garden yeah. penis. Oh, you oh, got the, the original plants, plants there. Yes. Oh. It was a loner. It okay. was all alone. Yeah. Just sitting there, very sad. And it said, I will make a dick for you. And I was like, well, damn, I have time. I can't have the bucket. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, you confu- are, are you confusing yourself with the wife of a bulwark staffer? <laughs> I've got to find vegetables <laughs> to satisfy my lust. All right, for the bulwark. No. Ahoy! The difference is she is satisfying her lust via the tomatoes. They just got nothing. Got it. This is true. This is. This tomato is hilarious. Somebody made a face out of it. He made a penis face? No. I don't. Yeah, I got to figure more out about this. What? Oh, that's a nice face. What do you. What? What? Now, what's in this bodyguard? And everyone's going, I already got here for wine talk. You'll come here for what I goddamn it, give you. It doesn't say what it is. Really? I mean, I'm sure it's a Cabernet blend from from Dow. I mean, knowing Dow, it's probably Cabernet and Petit Syrah and Tempranillo. And, and there's a lot of Syrah. There's, yeah, there's just a lot of... Um, it, it's, it's, it's I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. Yeah, it's, it's basically everything that they don't put in their higher-end stuff and they put into here, and it's good... For thirty bucks, it's totally fine. Oh, I, oh, it, it's a fine thing. Yep. I, I, I. You're right. Uh, it doesn't say. No. The, the Dow guys are very interesting to me because they went to UC yeah, San Diego. The two guys, they were engineers at UC San. When I was there. Yeah. So I'm, and I didn't know any of this. I'm like, I we go to Dow. Remember, we went I to Dow. That beautiful was, place. That that inspired our cruise. Yes. In 2015. It was it was a fantastic visit. Uh, we love the Dow facility. And I, I was tweeting about it, and they got on and they go, Kurt, we know you from UC Sandy. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I didn't know anything. I was a communications major. I was shit-faced all the time. Yeah. Oh, you hadn't gotten into law at that point? Oh, no. Oh. Not UC San Diego. You were just a... I was just an undergrad. I was I majored in communications and political science. Yeah. All I wanted to do was drink and get laid. Yeah. Or my kids aren't around, are they? No. Fuck. No. They're upstairs. My wife's around, but she knows... You know, she, knows. she knows my past. Yeah. Linda Petit Verdot, Petit Syrah. Uh, yeah, I told you. Petite I told Syrah. you it was Syrah. Petit Syrah. Yeah, it's it's. Is there it's, Tempranillo it's, in there? Is there Tempranillo? No, there's no, no Tempranillo. Okay. You see the Verdot and the. It, no, look, it's Syrah. good. I mean, I, I give it a solid B plus. Yeah, it's a B plus. 
Yeah, I mean, if somebody says bodyguard, hey, B plus. Yeah, here, here you go. Yeah. Now you get you throw out their soul of the lion. Soul of the lion is a, definitely an A. I'm not going to say the name because I never say the name of people um, uh, unless they give me permission to. But I was with somebody who is a uh, uh, a, a conservative hero, a guy, uh, a person who is uh, very, very special to all of us. And this person came by and we had dinner. And I, oh man, I pulled out the 2015 Soul of the Lion, which I understand to be one of the best Soul of the Lion vintages. And their current vintage, you can find it at Costco if you look really hard. Soul of the Lion? And it's Lion? really good, yeah. And it's very well priced at Costco. Really? I've been there. It's, oh about man. A, about 120 bucks at Costco. That's. Which is cheaper than you can get it from at the winery. That's pretty freaking cheap. Yeah. Um, the, Dow has a lot of good stuff. I have a magnum of Eye of the Falcon 2017. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best things I've ever tasted. Yeah. I, it was like I had the bottle, and I, I didn't. I, I was just. I was like, okay, I don't know what the hell this is. I open it up, drink it. I'm like, holy shit, I gotta get more. Mm -hmm. They're out of it. We have magnums. Yeah. And they're like 200 bucks. And I was like, give me okay. one. Okay. Give me let, one. Let me give you my money. Yeah. This is this is one. I don't know when it's gonna happen. You know, Trump's gonna get reelected. You know, Arena's gonna have another kid. Yeah. Uh, that's probably you know. the percentage. Oh, wow. 70% Petit Verdot and 30 Petit Syrah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, that, that I adds got one up. Of, I got one of them right. Yeah. Well. yeah. It's not bad, I like it. No, it's good. No, I, I, I like it, it's just, it's. When you've, when you've had Soul of a Lion. Well, when you have Soul of a Lion or Lart Mead, you're like, okay, that's good. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyway, are you guys getting bored of um, wine talk? If you are, too fucking bad. Are you getting bored of COVID? Are you getting bored of the election? Oh, God. Oh, I got accused of being bored of COVID. Yashir Ali, you know him? I do. One, he, 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 I stopped he, following him. He said, I, I, I still follow him. He likes elephants. I like his elephant pictures. Yeah, I do too. But he has somebody going, uh, he had like two, two tweets. And one tweet was somebody going, Americans are just going to get bored of COVID and they're going to stop caring. And then they had me where I said, I'm not doing the pandemic anymore. And he retweeted that. He tweeted that. And then some dipshit from um, the Bulwark retweeted it today, a month later. And I, I said, this is kind of just They're on top of it, aren't they? God. They're like, they like that Saturday Night Live skit where the guy gets the joke like five minutes later. Right. Yeah. It's not Mr. Ass Weepe. It's the yeah. other one with Nick's Cage. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> Nis cage, uh, penis cage, uh, which which again the bulwark. Yeah. Um, ahoy. You know, like your ahoy. <laughs> ahoy. Uh, <laughs> much like. Yeah. They now now I'm totally fucking lost. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know where the hell I am. I go down a road. I'm at the end of the road. Um, yeah. There's trees and a berm, and I don't know where to go. I don't know. What was I talking about? You were talking about your the, tweet at the bulwark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. Yeah, and they did it. And I, I, I come back and I'm like, okay, this is a daily show-ism. Where you think this is a clever contradiction. But if you really, if you dig a little bit, it doesn't make any sense. Because what I said has nothing to do with what that guy said. And instead you guys just clap instead of laugh. That's the thing. I, I, I went to that Bill Maher show with Rick Wilson believe it or not. 
And uh, how do you, how do you sort of stay good with him? What's what's about what's up with that? He hasn't fucked with me. Okay. He was a friend of mine. He, he hasn't fuck fucked with, with me. Else. He's allowed to look. He's allowed to look. If somebody else has a fight with him, that's their business. He hasn't fucked. Yeah. He hasn't fucked with me, and I haven't fucked with him. And I I, I don't go look. I I don't go pick fights with people. He, I'm he, like Trump. He and Ben Howe have become insufferable. I'm I'm friends with Ben Howe. And 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 look and 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 Ben and I will talk and he'll be he'll call up he goes do you hate me yet and I'll be like I don't hate you you haven't fucked with me if you fuck with me we'll have a problem you're allowed to have your own views even though they're fucking retarded hashtag the Lincoln Project oh God and it's like I I refuse to let people make me hate my friends yeah yeah my friends want to stop being my friends then that's on them but I am not going to let any. And, you know, every once in a while in conservatism, you'll get a, how can you talk to that person? Because I'll do anything I goddamn please. I will do what I fucking want. I, I, Don't tell me shit. I'm not your fucking bitch. Yeah. Okay. It just pisses me off. You know, I don't have to agree with everybody, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be Mister Mister Fucking Open Minded if, Guy. If I didn't have friends in Hollywood that I didn't agree with, I wouldn't have any friends. Well, exactly. How how would I get along with anybody in California? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm surrounded by people I disagree with. That's right. And I figure out a way to get along, and most of them do too. Exactly. I assume there are there are a few people I think who stop following I, me. I, I actually took a couple of them to the range once. Really? They, I. In Oak the, tree? Uh, no, we went to uh, we went to we went to the firing line, the indoor one in Burbank. But we're gonna go oh, to, okay. we're gonna go to an outdoor one next. Uh, if you go but, to Oak Tree, tell me because yeah. that's my client. Because they they enjoyed the indoor range so much, it was the first time either of them had shot, and they said, "Oh, we want to do this again." How many people have sure. now? Uh, how many people have told you in the last three months, "I want to get a gun"? Um, I I've had a couple people t call me up and tell me. I got a gun. Where should I go train? I I have had several people, including and, celebrities and people that I would the last like way down the list of people that I would expect to have gotten guns have called me and said, uh, "This is what I got. What should I do now?" And that should be encouraged. Absolutely. I look. Yeah, a lot of people were done. Look, there are a lot of people out there who grew up liberal. I never did. I was literally a conservative from the beginning. I was, you know, the my, judge was conservative all the way. Oh, I didn't oh. care about what my parent. I did, in spite they of my parents. No effect on him. Okay. No, no, no. They, they, they were, but, but they weren't right. ideological. They were straight up American Midwest. Okay. You know, and 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 you go back to my ancestors in uh, or my grandma in uh, Chambers. She was a Democrat, but she had a picture of Abe Lincoln on the wall, mm -hmm. and took me to Gettysburg. Yeah. As as a kid. And, um, you know, my, my parents were straight up normal, patriotic American types. But I, I, I was, I, I remember in 72 or 3, in Vietnam, the government, I, I remember watching this on the TV, that there was a news report, we're going to, uh, you know, American uh, medevac helicopters are going to put a big red uh, cross on them because, uh, uh, you know, you, you can't shoot medical evacuation people you can't shoot medical people which is a rule of war and i i know that and who, who i plays even, by that rule anyway. yeah and i was like five years old or seven years old eight years old and i thought that's fucking retarded yeah that is liberalism the triumph over uh, uh ideology over reality mm -hmm. and that is that is where i track my conservatism i was always conservative 
my late grandfather, Lou Redman, grew up always, he, I mean, his full-time job was being on his soapbox when he wasn't at work. And he would talk about how he would wish that we had a president that ran the country like a business. <laughs> that is the most Republican, straight up normal Republican thing I ever heard. Unfortunately, he passed away in 1989. Ugh. God rest his soul. But I know for the last four years, no matter what you think of Donald Trump, he is looking down and loving what he sees. I Look, I did not expect Donald Trump to be a great president, and I think he has been. Yeah. And I know people, but he has mean tweets. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, not at all. I, I, sometimes I wish he wouldn't do the tweets, but I don't care about him. I think, I think it's all part of a package. I know. It's, so you, you yeah. take away the tweets. It's, it's yeah. What else do you take away? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you it's either like trust the, in the hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You either trust the guy to win or you don't. Yeah. And I think he's the only guy who stands between us and fucking chaos. That's that's it. He is the backstop. He is he is the same backstop that. Well, I'll, I, I it, it's not. I, I'm not really comparing the two, but Schwarzenegger was a backstop when he was here. Yeah, but he he's the backstop to what what's much worse. See, I I always I, I have always been in the opinion because I know a little about history and I spent a lot of time studying Roman history, which if you read my novels, you you know. I don't think Trump is our last chance, us conservatives. I think Trump is their last chance. Hmm. I think Trump is the last vestige of reforming the establishment. And if they somehow win and throw all the rules out, what comes back? Because for every action, there is an equal and do, opposite reaction. Do you reaction. think the pendulum could swing back if they win? I think history, history compels it to come back. The French Revolution ended up with Napoleon. And you know what? I fit along a lot better with the Napoleon guys than I do with the fucking guillotine guys. So if so if Biden wins, it's it's not the end of the world for you. No, it's the start of a different worse world. It's because I I've, I've start of your, it's the start of your books. I it, exactly. And I I've been there. I mean, the, I, I, I really realized over the last few months. Yeah. Yeah. That we, yeah. We, we, yeah. I've really realized over the last couple of months how much being in Kosovo influenced me. Where I saw a place where people lived together for hundreds of years. And there were ethnic issues and ethnic divisions, ethnic problems. And then all of a sudden, because one group decided, I'm going to take it all. And that was the Serbs, nominally Christian. They plunged into chaos, and they ended up getting driven. They they tried to drive the Albanians out. NATO came in, and the Albanians ended up driving them out. And I walked through the fucking villages. I mean, I saw the devastation. I got pictures of towns that are completely destroyed, and I was like, holy shit, I can't believe they unloaded so much artillery here. And my guide, who was a uh, local Muslim guy, he goes, no, no, no major, because I was a major at the time. He goes, no, this was done by hand. This is done by hand. I mean, buildings taken down by hand. I'll show you the pictures. And you can't you mean, do that. mean kind of like that. statues now? Yeah. I mean, but they, I mean, you know, uh, Gypsy and Serb areas, because Gypsy's uh, Roma uh, aligned with the uh, Serbians, and they lost the fucking fight, and they got driven the fuck out. Yeah. And, 
you know, you, you start a fight thinking you're winning, like Fort Sumter, and then it ends up in a very different place that you didn't expect. So I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm thinking, this is, these, these people don't understand what, the, what they're unleashing. The, the, the gift that we were given as Americans is a system where we resolve issues within a coherent and firm framework. The principle, the, the underlying premise of the uh, you know successor ideology, as some people call it, this kind of woke shit, pseudo-socialism, is to throw that all out. And the un, unspoken assumption is, then we win. But so, that's not how it works. So, so would this bring out those sleeper cells of the silent majority? Uh, I don't think they'd be sleeper. Mm-hmm. I think you would see... But they are now. They... they because we have some to lose. Yeah. The, their weapon right now is that they have some to lose. People have jobs. People have money. People have think they have rights. That is how, and they don't want to risk those. When it becomes clear that none of that exists, and remember, the entire premise is to destroy everything that protects you, freedom of speech, the idea of due process, because they won't charge rioters, but they'll charge you if you defend yourself. Or if you go to the beach. Or if you go to the beach. At some point, people go, fuck it. I don't have anything anymore. Then they're fucking dangerous. Nothing to lose. And look, I, I've led American warriors. Now, I didn't do any shooting when I was in the Army. So far in the rear, you have to FedEx me bullets. But I know the mindset. And the mindset of Americans is very take care of fucking business. It's a very dangerous game you're playing. And I've seen the results overseas. And I don't, I would prefer not to be, I told you so, but, you know, I I will tell them I told them so. Well, I I mean, that, that may be, that may be the best, that may be the best conclusion to this is I told you so well I I think um, the conclusion is going to be what the conclusion is the 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 hope is that normal people go wait a minute we're not going down this road but I think a lot of people want to go down that road a lot of people think well gosh I can win I don't believe anything about this kind of successionist woke or successor woke ideology is about you know facts or logic. I wrote the you know my stop making sense column uh, last week. I think it's all about power, and 100%. I and I don't think they will back off on that. And I think well you got that you was got them just now yeah. You guys just heard a firecracker go off, and I or a, a firework of some kind. That's kind of interesting because we're out in the suburbs, and there's lots of suburban moms out there who hear these firecrackers, and they're thinking, "I'm not safe if people can blow up firecrackers." Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're being told everywhere we drive, every street we drive down, no fireworks allowed. And don't and don't gather. And then and then yeah. and then. Somebody, By the way, we're gathering. Then somebody sets them off, Is it really and that's to, and that tells you that you, you know, you, that, that there are people out there who aren't going to be 
constrained by the law. And I think a lot of suburban mommies, not the woke ones, uh, with the white copies of white fragility and frigidity, uh, are going to react. But I think a lot of the others are going to go, I want somebody who can take care of shit. And I think Donald Trump's going to show that. He's starting to, they're, they're starting to arrest people. The DOJ. That's been very gratifying. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it would have been a terrible idea to send in the military to crush them. Though, look, personally, kudos, I wouldn't kudos care. Kudos to him for not doing that. Here, here's the example I use. Well, I prefer no one yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you tell me any facts about, other than a couple of them were kids, about the 14 American citizens murdered in Chicago last week? But I bet you you can tell me a significant part, uh, significant facts regarding four American college students killed 50 years ago yeah. in Kent State. Yeah. This is an information operation. And uh, I think Trump understands that the way to do it is, you know, as much as I hate to say it, it's not the fucking, uh, 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 as Napoleon would say, a whiff of grape shot. Because he killed it, you know. There were a bunch. Of, there were a bunch of French protesters. He was sent out to quell them, and he put he he set up canister rounds, set up an ambush. He killed eight hundred of them, and there were no more fucking protests. I mean, that's that's the fucking reality of shit. You get three or four fucking uh, mini guns. It isn't, it's not the kinetic capability. I know what an infantry battalion can do in combat. An infantry battalion in combat could kill everybody. That's not what we're about. And that's not what people will tolerate. What you do is you go grab them later. And you especially grab, because there are three kinds of Antifa types. There's the cadre who are hardcore and they're not going to break. Criminals. Because criminals, you know, glom onto these things, right? And like I say, you know, if they, you know, if the Shriners were rioting, they put on a fez and set fire to shit. Okay, they don't care. They're fucking criminals. And you see them, you know, they're the idiots with the 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 the, the teardrop tattoos, and they look like fucking scumbags. And then there are the uh, uh, upper middle class kids out having fun, channeling Che. And when they get pulled in by the FBI and sat down, a U.S. attorney goes to them and their $600 lawyer that their daddy bought, you're looking at five years in federal prison for crossing state lines to riot. Now, you've got to decide, you know, you are not going, and they're like thinking, I, I thought I was going back to Cornell in September. No, you're, you're going to Leavenworth. You are going to federal prison. Unless, you know... You know the the sense and guidelines give you some time, give you some credit if you cooperate. Oh, who else can you give us? Yeah, and the lawyer and the lawyer says, well, you know, young Caden will be happy to assist in your investigation. Mm -hmm. That's that's what needs to happen, and that's you know that that is the problem for the Antifa guys. I like our position better. I think as uh, normal people, I think as. Let me, let me get electoral. I think Trump has a stronger electoral position. I think we have the stronger position if we don't give in. But we, the information if, operations is designed to make if us. If we wake up. Um, if enough of us wake up. Uh, you know, you got congressmen going, you know, what's really important now is making Juneteenth a holiday. <laughs> you fucking pussy. 
And my town hall column on Monday is talking about that. It's like no one sent you to Congress to make Juneteenth a holiday. And if it was any other time without a gun to my head, and you said, I think Juneteenth should be a holiday over uh, Christopher Columbus Day, yeah. I would say, oh, well, I'll hear you out. You know, okay, t tell me why. I I'm reasonable. I'm not stupid. But I don't negotiate with a gun to my head. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, too many Republicans, and they're backing off. Uh, uh, fucking Rod Johnson. Ron Rod Johnson. John Ron Johnson. Oh, I, I, I keep saying Rod Johnson because it's penis, penis. Yeah, I know. Uh, except penis is a sign of potency and masculinity, so yeah. it's not really apt. Um, I think, uh, yeah, he's kind of backing off a little. Well, wasn't he one of our, like, big guns at one yeah, point? Yeah, he was. A lot of these guys, look, they go to Washington and they forget. Yeah. And you can't forget. The thing about Trump is... I keep saying he's got bar, uh, bar fly philosophy. He, if you go into a bar, right, and you go to a guy there, and the guy there, he works construction. Maybe he did a tour as a Marine, right? He's just a, he's just a straight-up guy, and he's drinking his paps. And you go, what do you think of Afghanistan? He goes, well, we've been there 20 years, man. If we're not going to win, why the fuck are we still there? Why are my guys getting killed? My buddy's son got shot in the leg there. Why the fuck is that going on after 20 years? If we ain't going to win, let's pull out. That's bar philosophy. You get, and, and then you get some uh, fucking nerd from the Brookings and say, well, you know, the intergalactic power um, correlation of forces requires that we provide a, and it's like, my buddy's son, Tommy, got shot in the fucking leg by one of these assholes. If we ain't going to win, why are we fighting? Trump thinks like that. Trump has the fight. Trump is not infected by excessive intellectualism because intellectualism justifies bullshit. And I'm not saying the guy in the bar is always right. He ain't always right. But, you know, sometimes he's fucking right. If you haven't won after 20 years, maybe you ought to take a fucking up. I put a guy in a fucking body bag. All right? I've done that. And it ain't fucking fun. And it means something. And, they, and, and, and a lot of the people who talk about it like it's nothing have never fucking been there. And I'm not one of those chicken hawk guys because I think that's bullshit. But I, I wish they'd understand there's a fucking price they're asking people to pay. And our guys will pay it. If you ask them to, just because you ask them to, which means you have to be right and, 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 and correct when you ask them. Don't ask them for frivolous shit. Don't ask them for shit they ain't going to win. Don't ask them for shit that ain't worth it. Every, every fucking time you ask them to die, you have to ask yourself, is this worth an American fucking dying? Why? Well, on a window at somebody's house in Des Moines saying, hey, your son just got killed in fucking X place. And here's why. If you can't articulate that, fuck you, don't do it. That's how I feel. So, fun! That's cheery, huh? Happy fourth. Yeah. I'm gonna have some bodyguard. Oh, man, we're at 40. This is an extra long. <laughs> Supersized. Supersized! So, which is something that will never be said about a uh, bulwark staffer. <laughs> I'm talking about how small their penises are. Yes. They're very tiny. The, the tomatoes were They're very, probably the, bigger. The tomatoes were significantly bigger yeah. and got more ass yeah. than yeah. they did. They, 
signet the tornado big they're big you're big hung hung like a hung like a mato hung like a mato okay like a mato wow here we are this is the this is the kind of quality content that you can expect as a subscriber to town all the code k-u-r-t code k they already have it oh that's right but they do need to go buy my book the 21 biggest lies about donald trump and you Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. My, my, my neighbor's John. Hi, John. I'm recording my, uh, I'm recording my podcast. This is my neighbor, John. Do you want to come over, John? Oh, my gosh. Well, let me, uh, this is my friend, John. It is uh, Shabbat. And uh, I, uh, I'm sorry I interrupted with his family. But well, he's going he's to come around. Should we five sign? Yeah, off come on, come on, and I will, uh, I will gonna... sign off as uh, we do it. Thank you guys very much, Drew Maddox. Thank you very much for thank coming. Thank you on. for having me, back. Irina. Thank you for being here. You are gorgeous and a wonderful bread baker. You are gorgeous, man. You're hot. Everybody loves you, and your mom to great dogs. So thank you very much, and we'll talk soon. Well, we don't talk about. I, I don't talk about the kids ever. Bye-bye.